Hey everyone. Hi, hi, hi. And we are on day whatever of being at home. Well, I should have brought my guitar. I've, I've, I've been playing lost. a lot. I you could have, have been I could have strummed lost. a little bit. I'm getting better, everyone. You were already great, but you've been doing guitar sessions with dad. And that's been really fun. That's been a lot of fun. We, we've ramped it up too, actually. It's kind of cool that my dad has asked for me to do more guitar sessions with him. So he's shaking off his rust. Linda's <laughs> ukuleleing. Is that the actual and, and guitaring verb? Yeah, I, I don't know how musicians do it. Well, you're better you than you so think talented. you are. Yeah, and, and I can hear it getting smoother as well. But we're trying to find ways to pass the time just like all of you guys. Uh, although I think that time is passing on its own without us trying to find ways to pass it. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, there's it's flying by. Time is passing like the wind. It's just blowing by. Drew Scott. Quote, Drew Scott. <laughs> we are still checking in with you guys. At the end of this episode, we have a call that we did with Pete and Kim from Connecticut to see how they're doing. They have three kids. So to see what life at home is like with pup. three kids and a pup. Mm -hmm. And we did pre-record this episode. Uh, so please enjoy. Why don't we pop right into our interview? Yeah, stick around for the call at the end. And um, we want to hear from you as well. So if you have anything to share with us, during your time at home, email us feedback at athomepodcast.net. She yes, got it right. I got it right this time. Um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hooey! Hey. Is, is that what all old-timey cowboys do when, they, uh, when they're riding off Hooey? in the sunset? Hooey! They flip their hat and they take off. I've watched a lot of old westerns. I, uh, I, I don't think they yell hooey. No, no, it's not a hooey. Like, that's like hooey. That's, you're full of a bunch of hooey. That's what uh, I think ladies in the 50s used to say when their husbands were being ridiculous. Full of pooey? That's, you're full of hooey. But old Westerns, mm -hmm. there's always the guy that comes riding in. And he's always like, wooey. He used to say, what's happening over at old Bob's Ranch next door? <laughs> I, this is my dad and I. That was our thing. We used to sit and watch old cowboy movies. Yeah? Yeah. Which, uh, which one was your favorite? Your favorite. Oh, gosh. Well, I remember Shane. He used to watch Shane all the time. I think that was from like the, the 50s. I can't remember exactly, but um, he used, I mean, maybe in the 40s. I don't even know. Was it black and white films back then? I have no idea. Did you used to watch Shane? When did they come out with the first non-black and white film, the color, first color film? Mm, I know this. I know this. It wasn't Wizard of Oz? Mm. I think it was. Hold on. I'm probably making that up. Wait, this is where me, I make my own stats up. my brain. And by brain, she's typing this into Google. <laughs> color film. Hey, how about you do the introduction while I search? Hey, guys. This is At Home <laughs> with Lyndon Drew Scott. We are here with another exciting adventure, and it's in color. In Technicolor. In Technicolor. Technic it's in Technicolor. Hoo-wee. I think you're right. Really? I think so. I mean, dun, dun, I, dun, I dun. haven't researched in depth, but one of the first answers I got, and you know, the first answer you get is always right. I would like all <laughs> people out there listening to hear that Linda said the words, You Drew, might be right. You're right. I'm going to edit anyway, out the might be, so it's just that I'm the right. The generally accepted answer to the first film shot in color uh, was The Wizard of Oz. And Gone with the Wind. Oh, also in, another one that I watched with my dad. We're made in Technicolor. See, I was right with the Technicolor mm -hmm. in 1939. I am super duper excited about Celebrity IOU. We have all these big celebrities who have partnered with us to give back to someone in their life. An everyday person that's a huge part of their life, someone they love. And the heart and the emotion 
that comes out of these celebrities, you really, it's pulling back the curtains. You get to see them in their real life mm-hmm. and to give back to these people. And most of them had no idea this was happening. It was a complete surprise. And so to see that sort of the shock and amazement and the emotion when we revealed these spaces, I loved it. Yeah. The look on their faces when they realize that, you know, this is their own place to call home. And we have six amazing, amazing Big celebrities that are just really cool down to earth people. Brad Pitt, Melissa McCarthy. Michael Buble. Rebel Wilson. And Viola Davis. And Jeremy Renner. Holy Like talk about a great lineup, (laughs) hey? And they were all right in there. They all wanted to do the renovations. They were hands-on. I mean, we had Rebel nearly flipped herself inside a bobcat um, because she was trying to dig out the hole for the pool. Uh, it's so much fun, but uh, you guys have to check it out. It'll be on HGTV and it's a kind of show that you will need Kleenexes because you will be crying. What else is happening? Mm, the dance weather class. is warm, dance classes. I mean, this is something that Linda and I've been wanting to do since Dancing with the Stars for a long time. We just haven't got around to much of it, we, but we've finally. We've done a few. We have, but finally yeah. we got back in. I got to shake my moneymaker a little bit. Is your booty your moneymaker? Exactly. <laughs> Yes. No, dancing. Speaking of dancing, our guest this week, Caleb Marshall, is the fitness marshal. You may see him on YouTube. He inspires people through dance. I absolutely love it. It's the most fun thing. In fact, Linda loves Caleb so much and what he does. He'll take like hit songs and he'll create a really fun workout dance exercise to it. Anyway, Linda loved Caleb so much. So I flew Caleb along with his boyfriend Cameron and his backup booties, he calls them, his dancers. And I flew them to Italy so that we could do a surprise dance for Linda for the reception. It was the most amazing surprise ever. So I had no idea that he and all of the bridesmaids, they had to learn the cake dance. Mm-hmm. And was was this before we cut the cake or after we cut the cake? Yeah, so or? it was it was before we cut the cake. But what it was, um, we had, Caleb has a song that he does and it's called Cake. So if you look up on YouTube, uh, Caleb, our fitness marshal, Cake, um, it's this really fun song and dance. And you're basically talking about like, grab some cake, rub it on your body. But what we actually <laughs> did is we literally brought out cake and rubbed it on Caleb's body. And so it was hilarious. It was fun. And then after that, we had to attempt to do our first dance. Our first dance. And the floor, the dance floor was so slippery. From the oil from the cake. Yeah. So they, what did they use to clean it? They used vinegar in the end to clean it. So Anyway, yeah, it was was a hoot. A hoo-wee hoot. It was a a hoot. (laughs) It was 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 so so much fun. And uh, the energy that Caleb brings to anybody that's around him. So we literally had, when by the end of it, we had the entire wedding party was on the dance floor and then a bunch of other people joining. We had like 50 people on the dance floor. It was an unforgettable moment and everyone should go online now on their YouTube channel, Fitness Marshall, and look up cake and just get up and dance and eat cake. Well, I think we either need to put on one of his songs right now to dance or we better dive in with his conversation. I say we do both, but let's talk with Caleb first. All right, here we go. Caleb Marshall. Booty, booty, booty. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. 
Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love Bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home Me, one more time. <laughs> Tell me, what is with the Britney Spears obsession? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what's with her Instagram, and I couldn't answer that. Her, so, oh, what's, what is with her Instagram? What's up with her Instagram? It's art. It's avant-garde. Like, I haven't, I'm looking at this right now. Well, you I, need to look at it, Drew. I don't think. No, I need to look at it because I've never been on her Instagram. I'm opening myself up to uh, questions. But I remember I made a comment once, like a year or so ago, and you. It was I'm so something, about like, it. something about Vegas. A, a tease about Britney in Vegas and lip syncing. Mm-hmm. And you, you genuinely got very mad <laughs> yeah, at us. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's my girl. That's my number one. I remember you said that Gwen Stefani's show was better. Well, I haven't actually seen Britney's show, so... I'm going to literally take this mic off right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm looking at her... Sometimes she posts videos that don't make sense to the normal person, but we just aren't at her artistic intelligence level to interpret what she's doing. So you mean... I see your face. You you mean... uh, You mean when she's just, like, crazy bantering to camera? No, she'll just, like, do, like, little head twirls or like do fashion shows and walk through the hall and just smile at the camera. Yeah. Oh, so like all videos on so social. So that's exactly like yeah. every single Instagram video ever posted by a millennial woman. True, true. There you so go. There's nothing if anything, she's that. just relevant, even more so. I, uh, and you said she was your muse. She was she your was inspiration. She was my muse. I remember I was, and I say, I tell so many people this story. This was when I was six years old. I saw the baby one more time. You remember when they had like infomercials on TV? It was like, call this number to get this album. I know, but it was like for (laughs) CDs. And I saw the Baby One More Time commercial. She was doing like a backflip. She had her things in. And I had this like aha moment. And I heard like angels singing, which was Britney Spears singing. In your your head? In my head. And I was like, this is what I have to do with my life. So I've just been... Wear pigtails and do backflips in a short dress. And so my dad and grandpa kind of pulled that part back, but I got to keep the performance (laughs) aspect. So... Since then, I've just been obs- literally obsessed with her. And no matter what she does, she cannot do wrong. Like I told you, if she was just on stage and sat down in a chair and just smiled, I would, oh my I would buy front row tickets. If she walked up to you and slapped you straight across the face and said, you're the worst human on the planet. She'd say thank you. I would say, you. hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Well played. No, I will admit... She is a talented performer. She really is. Um, my brother's seen her show a couple of times, I think. 
Um, and I remember back in the day when her music was coming out, and I mean, it was great. It, it energized people. It was exciting. It was fun. Sure, she's done a few things that make people think she's a little, you know, but, but haven't uh, we all? Haven't we all? Yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drew more so than any of us in this room. Exactly. Oh my gosh, there's there's a lot of darkness in my past. I would love to hear that. Let me interview you. <laughs> there, really, there really isn't no like John and I are the same. Like we have no shame, so we'll embarrass ourselves. I've walked through a crowd naked. I I don't really shame. care. Now, those videos, if that shame. ever if that shame. ever pops up, then that that'll be uh, HGTV will probably call me and say, "Do you mind a little less of the naked walking in public?" But I know but, who has the the video and the photo, so well, I'll, I'll call him. Or one buddy. So this is funny. we were I was over at his house, and this, you know how with Apple when you have like iTunes, um, when you have the Apple TV hooked up to your TV. It'll just scroll through photos from your album or whatever. That's so, don't ever do that. Don't ever let it do that. It's a dangerous thing, but it's funny. This one friend of mine, he has this photo from Mardi Gras down in New Orleans years ago, mm. and it was where we were all out, and you know, you know, girls will flash their boobs for beads, and we had heard about all this, and when we were there, no one was doing that, and I was like, what? What was it? I thought it was all supposed to be like, you know, lots of like flashing for beads, and no one was doing it. And then I'm like, and then I, there were some people up on the balconies, the way it was laid out, and they had all the beads, and they're throwing at people. I'm like, can I have some beads? And they're like, you gotta impress us for it. And I'm like, well, girls flash for beads, why don't guys? So I pulled my pants down as a two second joke, and just as I did that, I see a flash of a camera, and my no. buddy had took a photo of it. This is the only blackmail photo of me on the planet. Anyway, flash forward. Now, now that, that. that was that was when I was Drew's like, nudes. yeah, Drew's, Drew's news. That's when I was like twenty, <clears throat> early twenties, like a long time ago, way before property rights and all this, oh, way yeah. before being on TV. And just to be clear, and uh, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so here we are now. Like this is well into Property Brothers, and it had been become a popular show and household kind of name. And then I was over at my buddy's house, and I see all these images popping up on his TV from his thing. And I, I was like, oh, wouldn't that be funny if the Oh my God! Right no. as I said that, the photo of me with my pants down popped up on his screen. And his mom was in. The well, no, it was, it was the day before. The day before, it was so funny. My mom was over, and I'd never met his mom. And he's like, my mom was over the other day, and then that picture popped up on his TV, and she's like, oh, I love Property Brothers. No. no. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Oh God. So growing up, you are from Indiana. Yeah. Indiana boys. Yes. So tell us about your life growing up. Growing up, well, I was born in a haystack, <laughs> and uh, no, it, I feel like. I literally think you're being serious. Yeah. You know what, you really don't know. You really don't know. There's lots of corn there. <laughs> lots of corn. I grew up um, in a small town. It was, oh gosh. I don't want to say close-minded, but it was just very not LA. Not like, not hold this whole life. So I was- well, it's small town, small town. Small town, but yeah. So um, very conservative Christian home. I was raised, went to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and Sunday nights, because you have to go to church twice. So, but there was just a lot of like church when I was a kid. But then when I was in ooh, like elementary school-ish, I, my parents threw me into sports and they thought that my dad was an athlete. They thought that I was gonna go that route. And I was like, but I really wanna use my jazz hands a little bit. Wait, how old was this when you were? I would say third grade. Third grade, um, okay. And what sport did your dad play? My dad was a soccer. Soccer, okay. But I, I, I had to be well-rounded as all like the Indiana kids did. So you played basketball, soft, baseball, and soccer. Okay. Those were like the three main ones. And so I did that, and the agreement was that if I continued to do those until I was 10, I could also take dance classes. So yeah. my parents were always very supportive. They could tell that I was like showy. At first it was, it was like, 
He's showy. Hopefully he's, he's not gay, but <laughs> he's it was. They were always very supportive. They knew that I was meant to be do something performative, and so they allowed me to take these classes. Around fifth grade is when I feel like everything really changed for me because this guy moved from our from LA to Indiana. Um, his name is Mark Fowser, and he started this acting school, and no one had ever done that in my small little town. So. I had just so happened the time when I was getting into the arts and into performing, there's this new art school that opens and they're shooting like local commercials and doing theater where we got to write shows and perform them for hmm. the whole town. And so it was this really amazing space where from the age of, well, fifth grade all the way till I graduated high school, I was in this thing and just being able to cultivate my creativity. and. Mm. Um, I went to like acting camps when I was in high school and I thought I was going to be a Disney Channel actor. That was like my dream at oh, that yeah. point in time. Ryan Gosling, you have Christina Aguilera. Britney Spears. And Caleb Marshall. Yeah, yeah I, thought, and Spears. I thought I was going to be on that list and I wasn't. I remember There's like, still I, time. There is still time. There is still, is there still time? <laughs> well, it's getting a little time old to be a you. Disney kid now, but. Uh, Only 26. That's too old. You have to be. I like. I was convinced that if I didn't hit my big break by the time I was like sixteen, that I was over. And, so. and was that just yourself? Was that just your inner voice telling you that, or was yeah. was the town like? Did they expect a lot of? Well, you? it was more like you graduate high. I mean, from the small town mindset, you graduate high school and you go to college and you get a real job. And sometime before you get the real job, you get married and have a child and have kids. Yeah. Before you're twenty one. So I knew that like by the time I was 18, like if I didn't have my stuff figured out, I had to just give up and move on and go to college. Cause I remember going to a few acting camps. My mom, like parents took me out there. I auditioned for agents and did like showcases for talent agents. And I never got a single call. And I was like, <laughs> you suck. Like you're were, were just you, done. Was it cause now looking back, were you a little too over the top showy? Um, or? That's always been my thing. It's always been the note that I've gotten in acting is turn down the shtick a little bit. <laughs> Do you remember any oh, of your gosh. auditions? Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't, they were like showcases. So we got to do like a Disney Channel actor came in and we got to like perform little scenes and skits and they would just have a room full of like agents and people watching. So, so I was like, there's gotta be one person that likes me here. <laughs> Hold but, on, I gotta ask, hey, Cameron, does he still try to put on some of his original plays? <laughs> My Google Fiber commercial? Don't what do Google that. Fiber? You have a Fiber commercial? There was, no, Google Fiber was no, stop. Oh, Google Fiber, okay. Cause Jonathan actually, when Jonathan's first big gig that was gonna be his big break, it was a Beano commercial. Do you remember Beano? Of course yeah. I and remember And so he was, it was a, he, was, he was the farty monk kid. But the only reason, Jonathan came back for two callbacks and then he thought they, were, they wanted to book him for it, but they wanted to cut his head into like the shave side mushroom monk head. And Jonathan was gonna do it. My mom's like, absolutely not. You are not shaving your head like that for a farty monk Beano commercial. That could have been his big break. That could have yeah. been his break. I could have changed the course it, of everything. It wouldn't have been property brothers, it would have been Pooperty brother or whatever, I don't know, but it's uh, it could take our path in a very different direction. Oh, things work out the way they're supposed to. But Google Fiber, that's cool. No, okay, well my story is not, it wasn't like a big break, it was Google was having like a national contest to see who they could bring Google Fiber to first. And so the city of Fishers, Indiana, small town, was like, hey, we're gonna make this commercial and audition with this YouTube video. And I had a friend whose friend was working on it and they were like, I know this kid in high school who's really quirky. And so <laughs> I wrote a parody of Lady Gaga's paparazzi to, and retitled it Google Fiber. And it was 
uh, there was a music video filmed, and I, it's really bad. And I but could what, how's it go? I can't quite picture this, but I need to hear how it Is goes. Is it like Google, Google, Google Fiber. Fiber? Yeah, it was so bad. It was I, like Google No, Fiber. I need to hear this. I'm not, we're not continuing this interview. Uh, I don't, it's gone. It got deleted 30 minutes ago. Oh, you'll send us the link. No, yeah. no, I legit mean live. You are going to sing this for us right now. Don't I make can't, I'm on down. vocal rest for the streamies. I, I will... <laughs> I will Charlie horse you so hard you will pee yourself through that rip Are you not going to step in? Aren't you my manager? Like, aren't you going to tell him? I don't want them to hear this. Ah. Do it. <laughs> Fishes, there's no other town like us. You'll make us happy. Google, you Google fiber. <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what a sad clown is? <laughs> the, paint, the paint is like... Dripping. Did Google want to see the tears while you were doing that? I um, well, and did you get cast? We did not win the fiber contest. Oh my no. gosh! So when you when you were super showy, um, grade two, grade three, well, you hadn't come out yet um, no. as a kid. So how old were you when you came out? Um, I was well. I didn't really come out. I was more like thrown out at like not thrown out of my house, but like thrown out of the <laughs> closet um, at seventeen. I want to say I. Um, this is so stereotypical. So I had this girlfriend, uh, Haley, who's now, you know Haley, yes. Becca yeah. Booty on my awesome. Fitness Marshall channel. Best friends, but we dated for like five months. In this time period, um, my I started talking to the dance captain of the show choir. Um, he was in a, you know, he was the, oh, the senior, I was a sophomore. I was really excited and it was, we were just friends and then it turned into something more and we started like talking behind Haley's back. It was not a good situation, but we were like texting a lot because I mean, I couldn't like call, like we don't really yeah. call people in high school. So my mom found my phone because I, I mean, I always leave it around. I never know where I put things. And she just picks up my phone. I think it was like an NV Touch or something. And she was reading. Like a what? Like an NV Touch. Do you remember those? Like no. the LG NVs that like flipped flip open. Flip open. Oh. Yeah. And flip open and automatically show the picture. It oh. wasn't a picture. Oh. It wasn't. Oh. I'm not you, Drew. I don't do that. I don't do pictures. That's a Jonathan thing, not Drew thing. Yeah. I. She saw a text between me and this guy, and she lost her mind. Like it wasn't like I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like it wasn't a good situation. Like she at first like came in my room and she was like, watch this. And I said, I don't know, Mom, I don't know what's the who's that? And she was like, you're never talking to this guy again. Like your dad and I agree. And that's when the red flag went up because when she said your dad and I agree, they hadn't agreed for like the past six years. So I knew that it was like not gonna be good if her and my dad were in cahoots. So I guess she had called them because they were divorced by this time. And I just remember it was like, a, not like a scream, it was like a screaming match. Like I left the house, my dad ended up picking and, me and up. And so they agree that you should not talk to the boy? Yeah, or, right. okay. yeah. yeah they, they agreed. She was like, I already called your dad about this. Like, this is not happening. And so I thought like in that moment that I just had to stop being gay. Like I just had to figure it out. And it, it was kind of a mess, but within the span of like four months, I, I went through like a lot of stuff with my family and a lot of just, uh, my initial reaction was just to run away mm -hmm. and like not talk about it, avoid it because I didn't, like that's so embarrassing when you're a kid to try to talk about these things and be like, yeah, like, grandpa, like I like boys. Like that's, I just didn't want to have those conversations. And at this age 17, how long had you known you were gay? My first legit crush was in kindergarten. 
whatever kind of crush that could be, I remember like wanting to always sit by this certain boy. Aww. And I still know, I know his name, that's so funny. And I, but at the same time I was having like, I had a girlfriend in kindergarten, but I at, already at that point had known in my head, like I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but this is what I want to do. Yeah, and then here you are all those years, and then now your family has said they forbid, they forebode you to be who right. you are. Which is what I, I knew the whole time. I mean, growing up super religious, it was never a question. Like, I never thought to myself, you know, maybe they will accept me. Like, I always knew that's not an option. I remember going to bed every night praying, like, please, God, help me wake up and be straight so I can have a wife and have kids and be normal. And so I... I had always known, and I try to think back and think like, what was that daily kind of struggle like? But it was just like being two different people in one body at yeah. all times. And that's all I'd ever known. Mm -hmm. And so when I had actually come out, I, I had come out to my friends at first. Um, before your Before mom my found mom that. found out, yeah. yeah. So I had told a few of my friends, and at first it was like, you know, you're dipping your toe. Oh, it didn't mean to touch your toe. You're <laughs> dipping and touching toes. Are you flirting with me right now? I guess so. <laughs> Linda's right here. Sorry, okay, Linda. <laughs> no, I, I like wanted to dip my toe, so it was like, oh, hey, buddy, I think I'm like 70-30 right now. I think I'm like 70% into girls, but like 30% into guys. And then that ratio just slowly started switching with my friends until I was like, they actually sat me down. And they were like, we're not, they invited me over. It was an ambush. My the dance captain and then my two best friends invited me over for like a hangout night and then all of a sudden they're all lined up on the couch and they're like sit down over there and I'm like wait what's the happening the original like, intervention what's going on and they're like you're gay and I said me? me? <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified but then at that point I was like just relieved because I, yeah. I was just, I was like, you know what, maybe I am. Yeah, okay. And then nothing changed. Yeah. And then that's when like a switch flipped in my head and I was like, wait, could this also work with other people? Like, could they not like think differently of me? And so being able to get that support from my friends first, um, it was really nice and helped yeah. me be, be able to face my family better because I knew that I knew my family loved me and I knew that eventually it was gonna be okay. I never thought they were gonna kick me out of the house or they would mm -hmm. right. shun me for life. I just knew it was gonna be an uphill battle. And I mean, within five months, the dance captain was on a family vacation with us. Oh. So it's not like this. there was this long journey. It's like, and we're still working towards things today. I mean, I know, I know all my family doesn't feel the same way, but no one is outwardly telling me this is wrong. And it's always been love and acceptance sense. Well, I think, so. for, I mean, we've been friends for a very, uh, a long time, and I think the circle of influence that you have, the people you keep around you, are also the kind of accepting, encouraging people that really help make sure that you are living your true life and, and who you are, and I think you inspire, with what you do as fitness marshal, mm -hmm. you inspire millions of people. I mean, it's not just a small group. You have I don't know how many um, subscribers you have on YouTube. It's you like probably know the two, exact number. 2.16 million. <laughs> 2.16 million. No, wait. Another one just subscribed. Oh, there you go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, so you have over 2 million people who subscribe because of the energy and the fun and the excitement that you bring to what you do. And, and even like for Linda and myself, I mean, we've told you some of these stories, but uh, when she first introduced you to me, um, at first I'm like, dance video, I don't want this. I wanna go to the gym and lift weights. I wanna do what all guys do. 
And then, oh my gosh, then I, I got in there and did it. And one, it was challenging. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You're hilarious. Your your little add-ons, that you do, like your cake video, yeah. is the funniest thing in the world. In fact, it was so funny that I brought you to the wedding to surprise Linda with it, where it all 10 so bridesmaids, good. all 10 groomsmen, and then Linda and I came on the floor and we all danced and then shoved cake all over your body. Uh, that was so epic. Yeah. When all the bridesmaids came up and grabbed cake, first off, some of, some of my family was like freaking out. They thought you were taking the actual wedding cake and <gasps> no, just well, grabbing. No, well, it was the girls that took the cake. You yeah, yeah. didn't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we surprised you with it, yeah. Wait, did, did I know that it was No, no, I think it was a cake, surprise right? of some sort, was it? Oh, I think okay. I knew there was something going. I think I knew there was like. It was supposed to be a little bit of cake. I think. I did not know the magnitude of the cake of the that cake was smash. to be smeared. Nor did I know the consistency of the cake and how oily. Well, it was and that was the thing. So we had no idea at the wedding. the The dance floor area was a, a wooden floor, and and it was. Um, once the, the cake was rubbed all over your body, yes. um, it was all over the, the oil was all over the floor, and then next was Linda, my first dance. And I she mean, still we went were sitting it. over in our seats watching you guys dance on that floor, being like, we're going we're gonna to kill them at their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's going to go down. It's going to be our fault, and so we're just going to be shunned for the rest of our lives. But, just but, by cake. You know, how many times do you have people that will send you videos or clips of them? Like us, one of our best friends, the guy who has the video of me with my pants down, uh, and a few other friends, when they got married, they've all had your video playing and got the whole wedding yep. party they dancing. They had it on the big screen and everyone yeah. came up and did that dance. So how does or it feel? Dance. I mean, whether it's a wedding or other events or whatever it might be, how does it feel to know that you're inspiring so many people all over the world, not just the country? I don't know how to process that, I feel like. When I started at first seeing people do stuff, I was just like, oh, no way, that's crazy. But the, the more it's grown and the more I've seen people from literally all, all over the world getting to tour all over the world and see people who don't even speak my language laughing at my jokes and just my mannerisms and following <laughs> along with the music, it's like, it's just unreal. And I feel like I still haven't figured out how to process it, but I'd like to do it more like one at a time. Like a few weeks ago, I had this mom send me her little girl, um, her name is... Veda, and she did my Lizzo dance to Truth Hurts, and oh, she was yeah. just like lip syncing all the words and like breaking it down. I saw that. And just like as a kid, I remember when I was a kid seeing little things like that. That'll always be in my head forever. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? When so she did that, and in the first video of her dancing, her little sister watching, and the little sister was like boring. And then when the mom did the video of showing you talking to the older sister, Veda. Um, saying how much you loved it and it's amazing and you're a superstar, whatever you said. Then the little sister's like, I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh. That was so sweet. I love seeing kids dance like that. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so cool. It, it's just, it's such an inspiration to, you know, to be able to tell kids, like, just get moving and dance and express yourself mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you look like an idiot. Right. Um, yeah, well, just, I think that's what was the coolest thing for me is because when I started this whole thing, it was really just about I wanted to perform and I liked getting fit, but I never thought about it like, oh, this is going to be a great weight loss thing for people. It was just like, I get to be basically Britney Spears just with a fitness outfit on instead of a pop star outfit on. With a hairier chest and a pop outfit on. I mean, I'm, chest? I might just, like, really, you overestimate the oh, amount of hair on my chest. Okay, so you're saying Britney has a hairier chest than you. Oh, okay. Just making sure that's out there. I, I didn't. I, I want to take that back. Um, what, well, the thing I really love, though, too, is it's sort of like um, the way you actually, that I perceive um, what you post for your videos is anyone, anyone and everyone out there 
Fired. <laughs> anyone and out, anyone out, anyone and everyone out there deserves to be able to just let themselves go, have mm -hmm. fun, be who you are, dance as hard as you want or as easy as you want. Um, you know, if you're looking to get, you know, if it's weight loss you're looking to get out of it, great. If it's just letting some energy out there, it's there's a, a certain level of sort of acceptance of anyone that I love that comes from your videos, and I think that's what's inspiring so many people. Yeah. Well, and I. I guess I didn't realize that I knew my own personal journeys and I struggled with acceptance for myself and that was my outlet. And so I knew that that worked for me, but I had no concept that it could apply to so many different people and that a lot of people felt like they couldn't be themselves or felt like they didn't see themselves in fitness videos mm -hmm. or felt ashamed because they had trauma in some part of their life and somehow dancing helped them regain that power over their personal life. And it's just been so cool to see how impactful dance can be and how just by you being yourself can give someone else permission to do the same. And I think that's been the coolest thing and I didn't realize the power that I had until much later. So I'm very now more grateful for this position because if I had known what I could accomplish for other people when I first started, I think that would have been really intimidating and a lot of responsibility. Right. Well, you, yeah, I mean, maybe it would have even turned you away because it would yeah. be too daunting to think of tackling something so big, but you are basically a superhero. You are a superhero. Yes. <laughs> superhero in camo pants and a tank top. Uh, well, I would say um, superhero in ripped jeans because you have a huge rip in your ass. I have a huge rip in <laughs> my... In the crotch. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I mean, I there is video, so now we do have that. Um, I, 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 I would it. laugh. Oh, it's giant. There's oh, it's, a, yeah, okay. I'm glad you're wearing black now. underwear. That's how... <laughs> the, the hole's so big, I can tell the color of your underwear. Yeah, um, yeah. I would make fun of you, but they all make fun of me because my habit is ripping a pair of pants every every week or two You'll on set. You'll pivot and be like, Whoa. yeah. I have almost the crotch, and it's not just tiny a tiny like butt rip or something like that. Sometimes the entire crotch from the top of my butt all the way to the top of my front. How do you do that? I don't know. Are no. your pants just so true? They're fitted, ripper. and you know, Wait. I when <laughs> I walk, I've seen that movie. I. <laughs> There's a sequel. I want to know what your superhero name would be. Linda, pun it. Well, doesn't Fitness Marshall already sound like a superhero name? Fitness Marshall. The Marshall, that makes you like the sheriff of fitness. That's a big, that's a big job. That's a big responsibility. Do you have a badge? You know, I don't have a badge, but I, you know what? I kind of do. Oh, yeah. You do that have a badge. You have a badge. Oh my God, and you do have a hairy chest. No, I, okay, actually, this is the hairiest it's There's ever like been. There's like five on there. See my chest? Okay. I have no oh, hair. Oh, guys, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Linda has us beat. <laughs> let's, let's see under the arms. Let's, uh, yeah. You know, um, I, I, the whole fitness marshal name was because it's just funny because my grandpa was in the military and I oh. come from like an army family and I am just the gayest thing in the world. <laughs> so I was like, why don't I just call myself the fitness marshal and be like a gay army man? I love yeah, that. How funny is that? Well, I and also that. I only had camo pants, so I was like, I had to come up with something. So do you oh, purposely so always wear the camo pants? Yeah, I've worn camo pants your, for five years. I'll that's never your military look for marshal. Black tank top, camo pants. Camo uh, my, lamo. I knew when I started, I was like, I want to create a brand, right? So I want to be recognizable. So people will always comment like, why aren't you changing your clothes? Why not? But then when they talk about me, they'll be like, oh, the guy in the camo pants. And I'm like, okay, I'm a cartoon so character. When did you start? How old are you? When you started Fitness Marshall? The YouTube channel started when I was 21. Okay. Yes. 
And how did you have like the wherewithal at that time to be like, I want to start a brand and I'm going to have this consistency and this look and this is what like how that, that was you your college days, right? Your... Yeah, well, because I was in a dark, dark hole and I had no idea. So that the dance captain that I was came out with in high school, I dated for four years through my senior year of college, and then I was on an internship out in LA, and then we doing broke what? up while I was uh, doing production. And so I came out here thinking, because I went to college and I was like, well, I failed as a child actor. I'm not going <laughs> to perform. So I just went to school for video production. Senior year, went out to Britney's um, production company. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, I'm going to do Britney's music videos. And then I ended up losing my long-term relationship. That was the, also the only one I had been in. So I mm -hmm. thought, you know, my whole world was over. So I came back home knowing that I hated my internship and didn't want to make other people's videos. And also that I had no direction with my life. And so I just took a minute to be like, okay, you could spiral and do a bunch of self-destructive things, or you could think about what makes you the happiest and try to latch onto that and not go crazy. And so I realized that the thing that brought me the most joy was doing these little fitness classes at my college. And so I dove into that and took what I was already doing and just made a brand around it and mm. posted a YouTube video. And it wasn't calculated like, oh, I'm gonna make money doing this. I never had an idea for how to like make a living from it. It was just something that occupied my time and I was genuinely passionate about. And it made me not feel so sad and dark. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. <laughs> And also moving forward to then meeting somebody who is an amazing person who was actually better with numbers than you are. And Cameron can start to uh, turn more of a business out of what you're doing. So that I was doing my own thing for like eight months. The fitness marshal got like 100,000 subscribers. I was like, yeah, I'm really hot stuff. Could not pay for a haircut. Like it was, it was not a good scene. And then I met Cameron, who was the first guy that I ever talked to. Where did so, you guys meet? At the gym. So I was, it, okay, I was teaching the new freshmen, like these new dances in the gym. I was like a part of like the station of freshman orientation. And little Cameron was an orientation leader. Little Cameron. So he came waddling in with his, <laughs> his freshman group people. Wait. And I scanned out in the audience, the, the audience, I scanned the group of freshmen. And I was like, wait, that one's gay. And he has... I could like, there was like a little thing on your head. It was like, you're a gator. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay. So then after everyone, <laughs> so I did like Anaconda. That was the dance oh, I, I performed. And I was like, my Anaconda, don't want no. And you're like looking at Cameron. It was all, yeah, I knew what I was doing. So everyone else was following along dancing and he was just staring there wide eyed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was giving him a show. And so, um, <laughs> so funny. But after that all happened or after I, I performed, I like saw him after I got off work. And I went up to him because I like had my courage. And I was like, this is the moment. You haven't talked to anyone in like eight months. This is going to be the first guy. And I looked at him and I was like, 
how's work? How are you doing? <laughs> it was a really awkward, like quick conversation, but I saw his name tag, which was Cameron. And so after we left and parted ways, I went home. I got on Facebook. I found, I looked all the Camerons that went to Indiana University, found his Facebook, sent him a message there, and then went to his Instagram, liked his most recent photo, liked a photo from like two months ago, and then like a deep photo oh. to be like, I'm interested, but this is all you're getting until I get a response. Wait, you're, this what? is all you're getting. I'm gonna deep stalk you until <laughs> I get a response. Back. That's a little intense. It was intense. It was intense. But you got a response. Five years later, and we're still we're here. He's still here. How long did it take you to respond, Cameron? <coughs> he was quick. He wanted it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like midnight that night because I got midnight that, that night. <laughs> no, I was. I remember walking back from the gym where we were, being like, "Damn, that hot guy talked to me." And I was walking with my friend, and I was like, "That guy from the gym was like." Liking a lot of my Instagram pictures. I was like, should I think anything of this? Wait, hold on. You just met him. I, you just did the class. He's put on his jacket and stepped out the door, and you've already liked photos from three years ago on his Facebook? I work quickly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's intense. I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad you didn't go the restraining order route. No, uh, it was literally, it just, oh, it's weird though how life works because he's, I swear to you, the first guy I talked to, and he just happens to be the one who's like, a perfect match for me, likes all the same things that I does, likes certain things that I like don't. Like you're good English there. <laughs> He's, he doesn't like all the things that I does like. Oh! Here's my Indiana. Um, you're right. I know there are people in Indiana that will be offended by me saying that, and I know there are a lot of no, very smart people in Indiana. It's true. It might, my, I say y'all a lot, my accent comes out a little bit sometimes, but... <laughs> He is, the, I swear to you, the only reason why this is even still going because I had no concept of a business. I thought that all I had to do was do what makes me happy and money would rain down from the sky. And turns out you have to have a business plan and you have to like sell people things. And so he was like, why don't you do concerts? Why don't you try to do this in front of people? And I did not have the confidence to do that. And so he was the one that really pushed me and was like, I'll set this up, I'll do this. And since, I mean, he was in school for public health and thought he was gonna go work for the CDC. Now he's working for- And now there you go, you guys are the the dream team when it comes to dance. And um, so he took you from 100,000 to 2.16. Now 2.18 maybe. It's After coming. this podcast, you know it's going to jump up. I, I'm going to take you to 4.5. Drew. Linda being here is going to take you to 5.5. <laughs> My rip's getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Time to move off the couch. Uh, no, but I, I, I am blown away by that. I mean, social media, um, YouTube, it's, it's such a fascinating thing. Obviously, none of this was around when I was um, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this was around even when I was in my, you know, 20s pretty much and um, it's how it changes things how it gives you such a, a broader reach but it must be pretty cool to be overseas when you did your tour yeah and like you said somebody who doesn't even speak your language but the moment they see you they know every word to your songs uh, the songs you dance to they know every dance every move, move that you created mm-hmm. that's got to be amazing that's the most surreal thing because then that's the moment when you're like oh this is really this is universal. Anyone can do this. Because it's so easy for me growing up as like a local performer to still think that my only fans are people from like my hometown. Yeah. And it's still like, that's still in the back of my mind. So it's when I see people, I remember I was in Singapore. That was the coolest thing. And 
uh, like there was a language barrier and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work. And then I got out there and started doing that cake and they were all like, yes! I think this is so <laughs> cool. What is it? Um, and actually, sorry, why I was there, a, a few of the girls came up to me um, and they did say, they were like, around here we feel like we can't be ourselves. And some of the girls, we feel like we have to hide ourselves or repress be ourselves. Be so proper. Yeah. yeah. And they said, just thank you for doing your videos and making us feel like we can really be ourselves and express ourselves. And I thought that was That's crazy. Cool. If I could actually make a difference in someone's everyday life, mm -hmm. it's just wild. Yeah. I think that's that's such an, an amazing thing to be able to touch people so deeply and let them live there. Like, it, it, like you said too, it gives you it gives people confidence. Dance gives them confidence. But you also take it. You make it so much fun. Like mm -hmm. the cake video when you're doing it. You're you're just your little like sidebar talk of like yeah, yeah throw it on your face, throw, throw it on your body. Throwing, yeah, I mean it's not a new it's not a new thing. Dance right. instructional videos. It's but it's your personality that that shines through and that makes it different. I would, and I remember around the cake time too, I really try not to be too shticky and too over the top. I'm like, be cool, Kayla, be cool. But really? I just can't <laughs> help but be a dork. I am just over the top and shticky. And it's like, that has always been my biggest critique. And they're like, you need to stop doing that so much. And turns out that's what <laughs> given me this platform people have loved. You so show them. Do you, know, do you know Lindsay Sterling? Yeah. So she's a dancing violinist. She's mm -hmm. an amazing, amazingly talented performer. But I remember we saw her on America's Got Talent years and years ago before her career exploded. And she was trying out and I remember she didn't make it to the finals or whatnot. And she was devastated. And I remember her telling me that everyone says, like her look and everything that she does, she's got to try and conform. Mm -hmm. She's got to try and conform to what everyone else is doing, like, like something that's more mass appeal. Yeah. And I'm glad that she didn't listen to other people and she stuck to her guns with what she did. because she was taking a lot of really cool songs and then giving it her own twist on, on the violin. Mm -hmm. And now that is what has made her epic career what it is because she stuck to who she is and, yeah. and her true self. So same sort That's of thing here, so not, not changing who you are. Well, it's so scary too because then when people in the industry and who know what they're doing are telling you like, oh, just change this about yourself and you'll yeah, attract more people. Weight, or, just yeah, change your and then you're like, well, am I gonna miss my big break if I don't do this? And so it's really yeah. hard to find the confidence to just stick to what you're doing and so well, there, are, there is confidence in the masses. So the more people that you inspire, the more yeah. people that will inspire others. And what, something that I love though too, I mean, Haley dances with you um, regularly, which yeah. is amazing. And even after you and her broke up, it's kind of cool that you were able to rekindle a relationship. Was she, was she part of the, the group that sat you down? No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Because I think we were dating at the time. <laughs> did, did she say she, she had a feeling that you were gay? No, she's blind to all that. <laughs> I don't, I swear to you, no, here's the tea. Before Haley and I dated, I had had, I'll call it an incident with the dance captain a year prior with my other girlfriend. And that's why we broke up because she oh, found okay. out about the incident. And then Haley, I'm like, hey Haley, wanna be my girlfriend? She's like, okay. <laughs> Just not even phased. It's not, she wasn't even like being like progressive and open, being like, you can like both. She just like literally it did not register in her brain. And so she was the perfect beard. <laughs> I honestly though, in all seriousness, think that Haley, I genuinely loved Haley so much. Like I feel like I really loved her as much as I could love a woman. And then that still wasn't enough. So I think that was also kind of that thing that's like, you're with someone that you really like even though they're annoying sometimes. And you're with someone you really love. 
and it's not gonna work. So I think that also helped me. Haley really did help turn me gay. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm gonna make sure that she hears that one little clip. Right. Um, but then also in your videos, what I think is, is really cool too is you have, so aside from Haley who's with you all the time, but you also have a lot of, of um, different people who come and join you, like mm. your grandma. Yeah. That is the best thing in the world, having your grandma dance with you. She just told me, I called her and I told her I was on my way here and she's like, I just tried to get a selfie with the Property Brothers and Coles because I saw their picture Aww. up there. I don't know why I'm <laughs> talking like she's 90. She's not that old. But she, yeah, she's di she was dying. So was I grandma. love, well, yeah, because she was always like, Sometimes she would go like in secret and play some of her like 60s rock music, but like that was forbidden because that was secular music. But I remember when I was a kid, she'd like dance around with us and play some Aww. music. She also was the first one that got me into any kind of exercise because we did Latoya Jackson's step workout. Oh, really? Oh <laughs> I remember gosh. that. They, they had like the, the VHS tapes and the, and the DVDs. Yes. Yeah. Yep, she was in her yellow like leotard. And so I remember doing that with my grandma. And so getting to do this now, like she's not a dancer or anything, but she just has so much fun. I remember when I first started my classes, when I charged $1.50 for a punch card per class and got like five people to come. She was there every single time, oh, like sweet. doing Anaconda, doing Starships, <laughs> like trying her hardest just <laughs> to support me. And she still today, she'll be like, I just saw your new one. I just did your new live stream. I had to sit down for a couple because I'm 72, but. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, it's so cool to have this whole time. I grew up doing this with my friends on the channel. It was always real people, it was never like, oh, you're a dancer, you're a model, I need you to do this for this reason. It was just, you're in my life, I want you to have fun. Yeah. So that's what was the coolest thing was when people kept commenting about like, body positivity or showing diversity. Yeah. And I was like, wait, these are just like real friends, like yeah. they're real people. And, and then I, I think people see that and that's why everyone who watches feels like they're part of that family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I dug in a little bit. I did the sort of, I'll call it the Caleb stock. So your dad mm -hmm. and you, you got a tattoo together or you, or what's the story there? Oh I don't my God. How did matching, you find that? Where was that story? Tats. No, my dad, I did not get matching tats. <laughs> my dad came to, how did, how did you find this? My dad came to California like a few months, right? Like three months ago, maybe? Mm -hmm. And he had never been past, I think, Illinois. Like he had never seen the west side mm. of the state. Yeah. So he came here and brought his girlfriend. We took them out for brunch, as you do, in Santa Monica. You have to show everyone Santa Monica when they come <laughs> to LA. So we took them to brunch and it was like an all-you-can-drink mimosa brunch. And my dad oh. likes to drink that side of the family. He was like the Catholic side, so they like to drink. But my dad, we went to mimosa brunch. We got quite kind of mimosa drunk. And then after, we were talking about tattoos because everyone at the table had had a tattoo and my dad's too scared to do that. Like he is all about like, I always change, nothing is permanent. I don't know if I'll feel the same way forever. And I'm like, listen, my first tattoo was because Cameron, he said, hey, I'll, I'll pay for your tattoo if you get it. And I said, put a star on my chest. And I did it. And my second tattoo, I was drunk in Vegas, and they slapped and twenty Spears. Uh, almost Roman numerals on my hip. What was it? It was twenty sixteen. Because we said this is the year that things are gonna happen, and that's the year that my video went viral for the first wow. time on YouTube video. It's all because of the tattoo. When I throw that out there, but we we told my dad like it's not a big deal. Just get a tattoo. Like remember this moment. It's your first time in California. You're with us. You're having fun. And so he is an artist. So he like scribbled a design on a piece of paper. It was like the oceans and then like a butterfly and a star for me and my sister. Aww. And we took him down to the boardwalk. Is that what they, you call it? Is yeah. It board? Okay, the boardwalk to different tattoo shops and who had gotten a tattoo there? 
Haley had gotten a tattoo there before. And so we passed the tattoo shop that Haley had went to and it was closed. And we were like, oh no. So we went to another tattoo shop. We were like, oh yeah, dad, this is the shop where Haley got hers done. You can totally trust it. <laughs> and so he went in like, nah, he should not have done it. But he gave him the design. He got the tattoo oh on his gosh. arm, like a giant tattoo. And we went home and he, I mean, I think, is he happy with it? It's fine. I hope, I I mean, hope it's he's gonna happy with stay his, there. his giant tattoo from Mickey's Garage and Tattoo Parlor. It was really sketchy. I mean, yeah. He just says 50th birthday, and I was like, it's time, buddy. Now, I ha we don't have tattoos. I'm terrified of needles. Well, we're going to Santa Monica. <laughs> hey, I, I wasn't going to get a tattoo. When we were younger, our best friend, uh, Brad, and then Jonathan and JD and I, we all, you know, we're, we're like brothers. Mm -hmm. Well, three of us are brothers. And then but with Brad, Brad's like a brother. And so we were all going to get this matching tattoo, and it's like a, it's like a circle. Like a, do you know what a Celtic cross is? Like a... It was sort of like a... The, it's a cross. It's almost something like... <laughs> it's a cross. Yeah. It's more of like a plus with fancy edging. I, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that. and then along, along it was going to say like, like um, in, in like we're going to do Gaelic or Arabic or something, but it was going to say like um, brotherhood and a few different things. And anyway, then I decided I was wanting to be an actor, and this is our early 20s, and I'm like, well, if I get this and I get the perfect role where I need to be running shirtless down the beach on Baywatch, um, they'll not want to cover the tattoo, and then they won't hire me. And so I didn't get it, but then Brad still got a tattoo, and then JD's had like 40 tattoos now. and Yeah, he's got a ton. And Jonathan and I are the only ones that did not get the Neither tattoos. Neither one of you have any tattoos? No, but see, in high school, Jonathan, we talked about tattoos as well, and we still didn't then, but then Jonathan and JD thought at the time it was really cool to get nipple rings. And so, actually, they started with earrings, oh. and then they went to nipple rings, and then my only reason for not going on there because I'm like, my brothers look cool. They got their nipple rings and everyone's always commenting and being like, oh, that's so cool. Ooh. And then um, I, <laughs> I know. No, but then the funny thing is JD's nipples kept rejecting the rings. And so he was getting these big, like swollen, like sore. And then, and literally like he would be pierced further in his nipple and then they it would slowly grow out and push it out and then it would fall off. Uh, not his nipple, the ring. Okay. Uh, and, and so it just kept happening. And then Jonathan, oh, sorry, another friend of ours at the school, he got it. And then he was, we were in archery class one day, and he, he, he pulls the string back and it rips it right out. And so I was like, I play basketball. I don't want to have it ripped out. So I never did it. And now my nipples are still fine. You have lots of good reasons for not yes. drawing and piercing your body. And on top of that, I, my only thought now looking back is knowing how bad my nipples are on a cold day on set when I'm filming, well, that'd be really cold. it would be even worse if they were pulled apart and oh, ripped God. and swollen by a ring. So. Oh God, I'm glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Yes. I always thought the same thing. I was like, I'm, I can't get a tattoo because I'm going to be something someday. But then when I realized that I wasn't going to be something someday, <laughs> I was you know what? We should get tattoos then. You should right. get tattoos. Yeah. Right, we'll get it. I made it, my, I mean now it's like a part of my brand and so when like I'll see kids like come to the shows like dressed up as me and their parents will draw a star tattoo on their chest. Oh and my it's gosh. So I was going to ask you then with your dad's tattoo, it was the ocean with a butterfly and a star, then representing your sister, that I assume she's the butterfly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just checking and then yes, I didn't, I didn't know. I was like, I guess you really could assume either. I, I could be a little yeah, butterfly. Yeah, you could be a butterfly. Possibly. No, yeah, the star has like now become a whole thing. Because when I was a kid, I used to draw stars on my wrists and my ankles. And so I, that was, all, I don't know why I've always why? been fascinated with stars. I don't know. You, sh you should have um, temporary tattoos that you give out for, at your concerts. Little stars. There you go. Do you Cameron, work get me? on that. Do yes. you guys come work yes, for Yes, I do. <laughs> See you, Drew. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. She's, 
She's everything both. to me. She, uh, <laughs> she, she dresses me. Yeah, she, uh, she makes me look cool in front of crowds that I'm nervous in front of. I don't get nervous. I'm just a... I'll walk into... I this don't is, see... I was about I to I think ask. you get nervous, but... Like mentally you don't, and I think your body does because well, you get phlegmy before interviews, and I think that's your body's way of saying like. Yeah. Ah. I was gonna ask you on the way here. I was like, do you? Because I have like I have like a few things happening this week. Like I have the streamies in two days, and I am like I might I have to go on stage for a few parts, and I'm like freaking out. And I'm just like, do you at this point even does anything phase you? Uh, no, it still does. I mean, I you know if I'm on a we we do live appearances just like you do as well. I saw yeah on like the RuPaul show. I got to yeah. see yeah. Well, when we did the RuPaul, I mean that's a live audience, but um, but I even mean like we've done stage presentations of like fifty thousand people and stuff like for during like the country music um, festival and stuff like this and. Sometimes, you know, I still get a little butterfly in the stomach when you come out and you do something, but I love it. I, th- I thrive yeah. off of it. But Linda's right. Like, even when we're filming and whatnot or, or you know, shooting some sort of a, a spot or, or guest hosting something, I'll start to get phlegmy. And I do think it's my body's nervous reaction to it, but I, I don't yes. mentally feel nervous. <laughs> She's like, I finally yeah. get to accept it. You know what I did? I, for David Spade, um, we uh, recently did his, his show, and it was actually where Jonathan and I were going up and doing a, a stand-up routine with the audience. There's a big audience. They didn't know that it was actually... Uh, David and the Sklar brothers were in our ear telling us what we had to say. That's funny. And so we were not allowed to do our own improv. We had to only say what they told us to say. And I was a little nervous with that because we had no idea what, you know, David Spade is going to say. And, you know, he's very dry and funny, but also they would make us want to look like we're very self-deprecating. And anyway, so we got out there and I was, I definitely had butterflies just before stepping out and doing that. And in the end, they actually took it very easy on us. I'm like, oh, I thought they were going to really dig in and make us make fun of ourselves, but... Yeah, so yeah, I am more. human. I still get a little nervous. I yeah. think Linda definitely gets a little more nervous than me in front of big crowds really? of people. It doesn't even have to be a big crowd. Like, it could be I, like three people. She gets nervous talking yeah. to me. I, mean, <laughs> I do. Look, my hands are all sweaty. Do you feel like the bigger the crowd, though, the less nervous? Because I feel like yeah. that's that with me. Yeah. It's like, if I can, if you're just like a sea of people and I can look over you, then I'm much better than talking to like a room full of five people. You, you know, but this is the thing. The, the difference I find is you're, you're a brand that a lot of people globally know now, and especially if it's an event that you're, you've created, like you're doing one of your um, group, mm-hmm. like like dance sessions. I don't know what you call it, workshops. Cardio concerts. Cardio concerts. Oh my god, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> when you're doing a cardio concert, everyone there loves you. So the way you look at Britney Spears, how she could walk up and sit on the stage and do nothing for all of those people, you could do that and they would love you. And that yeah, actually makes it easier to be out in front of people. Yeah. That's the same. People love our shows and we genuinely love our fans and we, we love to interact when we can with them. And, and so knowing that these are all our fans out there, I don't get nervous. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'd still get nervous because <laughs> I'd be like, what if I let them down? Like, because if, if they love you so much, like you want to serve and do the best you can. You know what I love with Linda when, when we are talking to somebody or if we, even with fans, we're like if we're doing a meet and greet somewhere and Linda's always there helping with us and sometimes fans want to pull her into a photo. But if anyone says something heartfelt, she cries immediately. <laughs> Linda cries immediately. And it's so funny. It warms everyone's heart too. But yeah. then, then she cries and it makes me cry and then Jonathan and cries. Cry yeah. But um, the, the funniest thing for me actually, we did it, we rent, renovated our older brother JD and mm. Annalise um, house. We did it as a part of Forever Home. It was actually one of the initial episodes of Property Brothers Forever Home. But the funniest thing for me, when we were about to reveal the home, we reveal it to JD and Annalise first. And then we'll bring family in. So we had um, Linda and mom and dad and Jonathan was there. And we also had uh, Annalie's brother there. And so JD and Annalie come in. JD never cries. JD is not the emotional one at all. Uh, Annalie and JD walk in. 
JD completely loses it. He's crying, totally crying. Anna Lee's crying and like tears of joy and emotion. But you know you've done something right when they when they're Aww. that involved. But then the funny thing is, then we're inviting our family in to come and join. And so we're inside the house and we have all automation as well. So we have a camera out front and we have the doorbell camera and everything. Mm -hmm. And we hear a noise and we're like, what is that noise? And then we go on the camera and look out the front door. The family are all staying at the door. It was my mom outside the front door. She's like, <laughs> she's crying. She couldn't even get in the door before crying. And then we look past my mom and Linda is just all tears. She was wearing a lighter top and it was all completely soaked oh, no. in tears. I was drooling. I was yeah, yeah, drooling. <laughs> but that's the kind of family we are. We're a bunch of criers. When we love people or love something so much, we will cry. So That's so cute. She's crying right now. I know, I was like, yes. when you were telling the story, I was like, are those tears I see in your eyes? Uh, I can't yeah. help it. She's it's got a lot of love. So what's, what's your next thing you're most excited about? Um, you know, tackling? I feel like, I mean, today, or soon I have the streamies and like this is the first year I'm nominated really for a big YouTube award Ooh. and it's not like the Emmys but it's like the it Emmys of the, the internet yeah. so yeah. so like it's a huge honor and I remember last year I was telling Annalie we had to like bum after party tickets off someone who like had like extra after party tickets because we're not invited to that kind of stuff <laughs> and then this year we're invited nominated for an award and then I have like three segments in the show wow and that this is a, like the biggest thing I've ever done and I am just really excited to feel like I'm a part of the YouTube community like because yeah. there's so many creators and we've been doing it for five years and there's kind of like a certain group of people that are like the YouTubers that people associate yeah. it with so just to be really like in that space now and feel like I've solidified my position Oh, you solidified your position long ago. I, I mean, know. I think the audience that you yeah. have and no big deal. It's just, but. yeah, it's just really cool. And then just to get to take that into next year, we have really like exciting things that obviously we can't talk about, but like, who knows? And I think that's the coolest part about this whole adventure is that I have no idea where it's gonna go. I can try to plan. And I think I just saw it in your post the other day. You were like, the more I try to like do certain things that aren't working, you know, the worse, it, you know, it gets. If you just do what you love and accept the journey and roll with the punches, it's so much easier than trying to like orchestrate your life because things just don't go yeah, that you way. you can't no, plan you, for everything. No, yeah. you can't. Cameron can. Yeah, yeah, so, he yeah, will. He He'll plan yeah, everything. He knows what's in the future. But I, I think that's something that I love too. It, you know, just be able to follow your passion will inspire you and others. And, mm -hmm. and the people who are the most successful in what they're doing in this world, They've tripped up a lot along the way. They've had things that have gone, their path has gone a different direction. They didn't expect to go a certain way. And so I think, yeah, it's exciting just to see where life takes you if you're following your passion. Yeah, it's really cool. So I feel like I'm really looking forward to 2020. Um, we have, I mean, we touring, doing things live is my favorite thing. So I'd love to keep doing that, but just really investing more in YouTube and especially, um, I feel like we're at the point now, and I talk, we talked about this kind of in the beginning, but for dancers, it's really hard on YouTube to make a living because you know we're using popular music and so that's a hurdle for a lot of people because you can't monetize your content on YouTube and now that we're in a position of influence I am really excited to start working we like have some relationships with record labels that we've been working with and just really starting to be collaborative and make yeah. the space easier for everyone else creating too so it's not such an uphill battle because I think yeah. that that's really what it's all about. Well, I mean, as long you know, that's that's the tough thing too. You know, everybody, you know, the, the music they have their that was their passion and their rights and whatnot. And so to be able to collaborate and work together to, mm -hmm. to inspire people is yeah. a great thing. And 
I mean, I, I'll, I'll point out one of the most exciting things of Linda and my, uh, our, our lives in the past two years was actually joining you for one of your songs <laughs> and dancing. And finesse, I, yeah. I, yeah, when we did finesse. I absolutely loved it. I was a little nervous at first, and Linda was making yes. fun of me because you were nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. You made him nervous. No, but because the thing, because you play the whole thing, it's not like you're going to cut around it. It's one shot wide. Whatever I do is done. I'm like, well, I want to kind of learn the dance. I want to. I, I want to get night, it right. The night before, you were like, yeah, it's super, super easy, and I was like, it's like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. And then I realized too that Cameron was going to be doing it as well, and I watched some of the videos and I realized Cameron's not a professional dancer, and how, what, I would beg to differ. You know, yeah, <laughs> beg to differ. Now he's more than professional. But what I actually tried to mimic was I'll do the moves. When, you know, I, I did Dancing with the Stars, so you know, I have, I have some yeah. ability. You know what? No big deal. But I figured if I could just capture a tenth of the confidence in Cameron's face. Yep. That's all I needed it's to get me through thing. it. It's so <laughs> funny. People comment all the time because he, from like this up, you would have no idea that he's not like getting every move perfectly. And what he does is great, but it's like he does his own thing. But his face is saying, this is the I move. Got you, I your got face this. is saying, I'm the sexiest beast alive. And uh, and you are. Yes. Yeah, so. No, he has his own, his own like sub fan base that are just like rabid Cameron fans. And when Cameron's not in the videos, I hear about it. <laughs> it's because he's going to create his own videos. And then we're going to be his backup dancers. Ooh, that's like Inception. Like backup of a backup dancer. Ooh. Like dream within a dream. We're, we're going to work on this, uh, <laughs> and then we'll take over YouTube, and then we'll be at the streamies. Yes. Can I have just a piece of it? Whatever you guys <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming to, to hang with us, and yeah. I think we've learned a lot here. Group oh. hug. Group, group Aww, hug. Oh, guys. guys, group hug. Guys. Everybody. Everybody. Guys. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, stop touching me. <laughs> Anyone who loves Britney Spears as much as Caleb does. I don't think it's healthy. Uh, we, we were in a text chain once and we jokingly insulted Britney. I mean, like we love I Britney Spears. I said something Spears, about lip syncing. And he, he got legitimately upset. Oh, yeah. Which is very I funny. I think he was mad at us. <laughs> yeah, he, he laughs it off though, but it's it's so funny. I mean, but he says his whole thing for Britney is that that's the music, the dancing, everything about her inspired him to become who he is now as the fitness marshal. Yeah, wasn't it? Was it toxic? Was, was it? Yeah, didn't he used to listen to that in the closet? He said, possibly. <laughs> I think it's amazing how far he's come. No, it's it's and he inspires everyone around him. In fact, you and I even joined one of his videos doing. At first, I we, I threw it out there as as a joke, like, "Oh my gosh, I would love to dance with Caleb." And then when it was happening, I thought, "Oh no, this is this is really happening. I'm gonna mess up." We were in our '90s attire. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the colors. We looked like we were on Fresh Prince. Oh yeah. Um, what did we dance to? I can't remember. A Bruno Mars song. Oh yeah. <sighs> Finesse. Finesse. Yeah, Finesse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I remember the night before, oh, watch the fries. Do not spill the fries. I'll be so mad. Okay. <laughs> ah, nothing but the fries. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the night before when he was like, oh, it's going to be super, super easy. It's, you know, not that many steps. 
It was difficult as heck. It was not. Well, but if you look at it too, it doesn't matter. That's what I love about his videos too, is it doesn't matter if you're someone who is a great dancer and knows every step or if you're someone who's just having fun and enjoying the process. That's true. He has, he has a, like, he just makes you have fun and he makes you sweat regardless. And I, I think what we love most about him is that he really makes the internet a happier place. He really does. And a sweatier place. He really does. (laughs) And you know what else is really cool to hear him dig into is his coming out story. And and also, you know, Haley, one of his backup dancers and best friends. And ex-girlfriend. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. They actually used to date before he really realized that he was gay and wanted to come out and uh, embrace who he is. And the fact that she completely supported him and they're still best of friends, I think that's awesome. And they also have a new podcast appropriately called Coffee With My Ex with Caleb Marshall and mm-hmm. Haley Jordan. Very fitting. They, they talk about hot topics. Yep. Caleb should do stand-up comedy because he's very funny in the moment. He'll turn anything into something funny. Caleb and Haley. Have you yeah. seen Haley's stories? I'm going to call them and Kaylee. <laughs> No, both of them are hilarious. Well, as mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we did a call with one of our listeners, actually two of our listeners, Pete and Kim from Connecticut, checking in to see how they're doing while in isolation. Hi, guys. Hey, who's this? This is Iggy, who wants to go to bed right now. (laughs) Hi, Iggy. We got about about a year ago. Oh, wow. So you have a a one-year-old and you have three other kids in the house. Yeah. We have three boys. We have a uh, an eleven year old, a nine year old, and a five year old. Oh, that's a that's oh a full house. How are you guys doing? Um, we yeah. are doing okay. We're yeah. surviving. Um, we've been home with them for about a month now. Um, schools they canceled schools around uh, March twelfth, and so we've been full time homeschooling them. Or I have. Yeah, has we we. We've been- <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've been having a lot of quality family time. Yeah. Um, every day we start the morning with e-learning. The boys have e-learning from their elementary school. And so it's basically lesson plans that they have to follow throughout the day. And there's some live teaching, but, you know, been trying to get a lot of outdoor time with them. And so is that, uh, Pete, then are you, you're still working from home as well? Yeah. So I'm working from home, you know, we're in Connecticut, um, we're in a uh, small town Darien, but uh, in Connecticut in general, uh, the, there's a state civil order declaring a state of emergency that was a couple weeks back. And so, and that's going through at least May 20th. So we're working from home and honestly, everyone I know is working from home for the foreseeable future. But it's been, you know, look, I would say this, like, you know, I knew I was married to an amazing woman, but... Uh, watching her handle kind of the the teaching slash cooking slash cleaning slash everything gym teacher. Uh, hold on uh, a second here. Hold on a second here. Why aren't you handling that, Pete? <laughs> he's, he's working. <laughs> I will say that is I've gotten really good at reading when the temperature level in the house is starting to get near boiling, and then I'll come out and try and diffuse things a little bit. But like. <laughs> In terms of managing, I think, just everything going on, it's been, I feel like it's, it's been amazing. I mean, yeah. from my own perspective, I'm, I'm sort of, I mean, outside of everything that's happening um, and the more serious kind of health issues um, and frankly, you know, everything else that's going on in the country, 
it, it really has been nice to be, I mean, I don't know the last time, honestly, that I've been home for every dinner mm-hmm. for yeah. like the last three, four weeks in a row. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And, yeah. you know, we're able to do things like have family rituals at dinner time or at meal time, or we're able to all wake up together and there's no rush to like get packed and then get set for like 50 different sports activities and yeah. school activities. And it's sort of like, well, what do you want to do today? And we all look at each other. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, there's a simplicity there. I mean, I've talked about this with a lot of my friends. There's just a simplicity and sort of, um, I don't know, uh, evenness to how you're able to manage your life just because you know, the people you're going to be spending your day with and you know, exactly what you're going to be doing, which is, completely unstructured right yeah whatever ultimately we want to do as a family and i don't know it's you know i heard in another podcast um you know a a couple people have commented about oh well it's like you know you've been able to get outdoors or been able to be more active like it's just funny in the middle of like a pandemic that i probably our family's been like as healthy as it's ever been aside from all hacking yeah, the snacking, snacking is pretty bad. It's it's so funny. I mean, you see these memes where like there's this one meme that I read that was like, I'm trying to remind myself the food I put in my refrigerator for a week isn't a personal challenge to eat in one day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I feel that. I mean, we, we've been trying to be cautious about what we put in the fridge and yeah. trying to eat healthy. But I've been snacking so much. Like I just want to eat all the time. I will admit I had an entire plate of fries for dinner. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, I mean, how so homeschooling, how is it actually spending this time at home with the kids where you have to try and brush up a little bit? Because you're the, the teachers aren't working with them. They're given homework and then you have to help them through it, right? It's a little bit of a mix. Like my son, fifth grade teacher, she does like some live teaching every day. Um, but then the kindergartner, not so much. So I actually have to sit with the five-year-old because he doesn't even know how to operate a computer. So to like help him through all of his work. You realize he's uh, pretending. Other- he's pretending he doesn't know how to use he's it. He's smarter than you think. Five-year-olds are, are smarter <laughs> than we all think. Do you, do you think the kids, or how much of this do you think the kids are grasping and understanding as to like why well, why we're all uh, at home? Yeah. We're trying not to bring like, you know, the news inside the house too, too much. They understand, you know, about coronavirus and they understand why we have to socially distance ourselves from our friends and family. I mean, we spent Easter alone with our family this year. Um, they've never been apart from my parents. Um, and so they're, they're kind of getting it. We were just saying tonight at dinner, um, actually how happy and like amazing they've adjusted to all of this. Um, so I feel like we're doing a pretty good job, you know, keeping all of like the horrible stuff we're hearing on the news out of our house. Yeah. So what would you guys say? I mean, you're a full house with three kids. What's a little something you can give uh, as advice or something to try out for other parents out there that are trying to find ways to keep the kids occupied? Oh, I'm sure you have a few ones. Well, like I would say this too, is I think that there's, uh, it's, it's a little bit easy to continue sort of living apart, even if you're in the same house, if you will. In other words, like the kids are on electronics, like people are off like streaming and like everyone's at a different part of the house. I mean, I really do think I, again, like this is my own personal view, but this is, this experience is really, I think 
given us time that we'll never get back. Like I, I will remember it singularly as an experience where we were able to kind of find ways to connect in a very like unconventional way that I think on, honestly only like two or three years ago, a generation ago was a normal way of living. Um, mm. And I think in some ways sort of the pace and technology and everything that goes on in our lives, like it's, it's kind of created separation um, and, and this has forced us to become closer. So I would say try and fight that urge to kind of like go off and do your own things but right. to find ways where you can continue to integrate like as a family, like take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. We've gone on bike rides, played board games. We're outside. Pete started making them run laps around the, around the block. <laughs> of course. I, yeah, I'm encouraging them strongly. I yeah. don't make my. <laughs> yeah. That, that's called lazy parenting. When he's like, you just sit on the porch. You just time go, them. Go there. I'll time you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat, guys. And So nice to see your faces. Yeah, great to see you. And hopefully yeah. all six of you in the house um, continue to bond and stay close. I really love that, that you're using this as a time for your family to bond and grow closer. Yeah, I don't think we're... I mean, I, I hope a lot of these rituals stick, you know, once we are, are out of this situation. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I think it is a beautiful thing I, what we're creating. It makes everyone just slow down a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I am definitely somebody who needs to learn to slow down, and this has been a good experience for me. So yep. thanks yeah, again, sure. guys, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Posted. Okay. All right, we love, All you, right. Guys. Bye. Bye. love, love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Thanks again, everyone. Stay safe. See talk you, next, you week. next week. Talk to you next week. I guess see we'll you next see week. you next week. See you. We see you. In my mind, I see you. Big thank you to Brandon Angelino, our podcast producer. And to Annalie Bell, our amazing researcher. And also our song Feels Like Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And thank you to Drewby for dance. dancing for me. And thank you to Linda for the cheesecake. No, it's what is it? It's not cheesecake. Strawberry. Strawberry shortcake. Shortcake. <laughs> and the pizza and the fries. Strawberry shorty cake. Love you. Love you. Yeah, it feels like home. Dun, 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 dun. ADT <laughs> now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. <laughs> da, da. Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.